0: So here, okay, here is what I think. I I, like wrote out a whole thing about it. I think that a lot of feminists feel like the feminist movement is like this this incredibly like a powerful, like historical movement that has been like passed down from like, you know, daughter like has been passed down from grandmothers mothers to daughters to them and like and that is a beautiful thing and like it is this sort of safe space for them to like be living in this sisterhood and sisterhood and like they feel really threatened that someone's going to come in and ruin that for them and like they feel like you know like the feminist movement is here i have it somewhere in here like I I think this specifically happens also with like lesbian turfs. I think like of the turfs, I think lesbian turfs tend to be the most brutal towards trans men, especially and well, trans women too, like because they they feel like like we're encroaching on something, and like you, like if you were to compare like gay turfs, like gay men don't really, gay men don't have their own organized Turk kind of movement. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely gay men who feel like trans men I should see. not be in their space, and they don't want to have sex with trans men. Like, they, there are definitely gay men who feel like that. Yeah. But they're not organized. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. turks yeah. are That's organized, I mean. because like, well, they feel like from they're from the losing something.
1: The, like, uh... And, The uh, Turf Wars article that says, ironically, radical feminists aren't even trans exclusionary. They include trans men in their feminism because they were born women. And it's.
0: And that, God, I read that and I immediately just like said out loud, like, (laughs) fuck my trans dick, JK Rowling. Like, I just Uh, would. Episode title, JK
2: Rowling. (laughs) Trans dick, JK Rowling.
0: Because, like, like the thing is that, like, turfs will only talk about trans men, and like, in a way that we are victims mm-hmm. and we are infantilized, and like, only as pawns of the discussion. Like, like she said something about how, like, oh, trans yes. men are like yes. so clever oh and sensitive. Uh, no. and ah! like,
1: let, me, let me find that quote because it is
0: fantastic. God.
1: The The writings of young trans men reveal a group of notably sensitive and clever people like the more The the more their accounts of gender dysphoria breed with their insightful descriptions of anxiety Disassociation eating disorder self-harm and self-hatred the more I've wondered whether if I'd been born 30 years old Later I too might have transitioned the allure of escaping womanhood would have been huge I believe that I could have been persuaded to turn myself into the son my father had openly said that he preferred.
0: Like, uh, that there's just like so many things in that that just like elicited so much anger in me because like. Yes. So do you want do you want me to get on my soapbox here? I'll grab my soapbox. I'll build it up for you. Okay. So like I What... would it's because essentially like what she's saying is that like trans men are transitioning are, are trans because they're avoiding femininity. They're avoiding womanhood. Right. And like, she's acknowledging that like, she's basically saying like, how good is it to be a trans man that you get to not have to live through like, like sexism. And it's like, it's frustrating because, to a certain degree, it's like she's not wrong because, like, I, I have to admit that, like, it is nice that I don't have to deal with catcalling. It is nice that I don't have to deal with, like, someone, te- like, my mother telling me to cross my legs. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, it's, it's very difficult because it's like, well, did I hate that my mom told me to cross my legs because I'm a boy or because gender norms are stupid. And it's like, yes. Oh, like, <laughs> like, like the problem is that like JK Rowling is saying, she said something about how, like, how good it would have been to be the son that her father always wanted. And it's like, I didn't transition to be the son my father always wanted. I, I like, I transitioned because I was never the daughter that my mom thought I was like that, that is the issue here. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, it's complicated because every trans man is different. Right. But like, at least for me, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one, like I, especially like feminist trans men, we have like a deep appreciation for women. We have a deep appreciation for femininity. Like I consider myself to be a fairly feminine man, you know, like, and it's, there's actually, I feel a lot of shame that like, like that I couldn't be a girl. Like there, I like, I felt like, I was promised the sisterhood of femininity, like of the feminist, And like, I wanted to be part of the sisterhood. And I saw like the, the, like the benefits of like the protectiveness and like, and I like the pieces just didn't fit. Like I didn't understand why they couldn't, like I was feminine and like, I was a feminist and like, you know, and then I couldn't, but I couldn't be a girl. And I feel like I felt so much, I feel shame about that, you know, especially like an early transition. Like, I remember I did distance myself from femininity. I, there was a moment mm-hmm. where I came to my room, I came home, and I just like threw all of my makeup and dresses and, you know, feminine things and I just like threw them you out. I like the handed yeah. them to other people without looking back. Yeah. I gave you the makeup. Yeah. And it like, it was like, Part of it was like for my own validity because I needed to feel that I was man enough, that I was masculine enough to like let go of these things. And also part of it was like I needed to pass. Like I it was a safety thing. But it was also just like those things, these feminine objects just reminded me of like what a failure I was that I couldn't be a girl. You know what I mean? And like now I sort of regret. I, I partly regret these things because it's now like that nail polish was kind of expensive. It, and nice. it was really nice. Honestly, I would still, wear yeah, it now. I still
1: use it. <laughs> still
0: kind of <laughs> yeah. Right. I bought it for prom. Uh, like yeah, Urban Decay is over. not cheap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 complicated, and it gets like stickier if like you're a straight trans man because like i at least am gay and i can go well i can be flamboyant because you know i'm gay and whatever and like a lot of turks can like even wrap their mind around a gay trans man like how does that you know because they think of especially lesbian turks think of trans men as just butch lesbian and i think a lot of like turks feel a lot of frustration about like well why can't you just be a butch lesbian like what is like why do you have to change your body? You could just cut hair. Like there is beauty in in being butch, and like it's like how do you? It's so. Uh.
2: I think like I I don't I don't want to be like a devil's advocate to that point though. It just makes me think about the fact that like in the eighties and nineties, uh, butch lesbians were usually the ones being like, why can't you just be a man? Like, why can't you just uh like do like just d- be a man? Because that's way simpler to for me as a weird like cis <laughs> gender heterosexual person to understand the the way you are. <laughs> like, um, and then now we live in a society where where being a Butch lesbian m- it it has its own place it makes more sense and then um and it's just like it's dealing the same shit that you were dealt with um but like to to a new group to new yeah uh, like this is a good point to talk about um, like biphobia within uh like
1: particularly the rad film fem and like um turf uh, places. I actually, I, I have a story that I found, it's in Spanish, so I'm going to be translating on the fly, um, that I, um, that I found on Twitter, uh, of, uh, a like rad femme, uh, woman talking about, um, bisexuality. And, and it's a thing of like the, the personal is political. Um, and, uh, basically what she says, uh, I'm contextualizing the, um, the much hated story that I posted yesterday. Um, I, perceive lesbianism to be something political. That's why I've analyzed bisexuality from that perspective. If you consider yourself bisexual and feminist, um, and for this last one, know the hierarchy that exists between men and women, why would you choose a sexual partner or a sentimental partner, why would you choose a man as a sexual or um, sentimental partner before a woman? It, it's not a matter of who attracts you. That's inevitable, okay? but. Uh, lesbianism is a political posture. Uh, it's a, uh, like, rejection of patriarchy. It's the need uh, to, <clears throat> to clarify all the time um, that you are not... Uh, a, it's the need of bisexual people to clarify all the time that you are not specifically a lesbian that seems like interiorized lesbophobia. Um, and this looks like a if this seems like an, and if this seems like an attack to you, um, then maybe you need to explore radical feminism, uh, and its teachings a little bit more. Um, and that like idea of the personal being political to me, that was very, very similar to my like church telling me that like, yeah, you have same sex attraction, but you are also bisexual. So why would you, and I did date women for a while. Um, and uh, like, w- why would you, like, this is easy for you. It's not like you're like straight up gay. You have the choice. So I think that that's what's been particularly difficult for my family to understand is that I am bisexual and I'm very openly bisexual about like, I, I would date a girl. I would sleep with a girl, have slept with a girl. Um, I really don't give a shit. I like, I, um I think I went through a point where like when I was losing my virginity I was like I want to lose it for, to a boy just because of punk cred to be honest. Um and um I uh like I to me that seems so familiar that I'm surprised that they have that stance because that's exactly what like the church told me is that since I'm bisexual like it, you can have the same sex attraction, just like don't act on it. Like, goddamn, you were given a gift, like you're bisexual, you don't have to act like this. And it was like, yeah, there's this, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the biphobia within the turf and red femme community confuses me because it's so similar to homophobia, just on the opposite spectrum.
0: I never thought about it like that, but that's really interesting. That it's like homophobia. Mm, uh, Q diatribe tribe of utopia.
1: Um, to me, it comes down to an understanding of like, you're, it's so difficult to write a utopia as opposed to a dystopia because it's so different, it's so vulnerable. Like, you are saying exactly what you mean. It's like, um, it, I don't know, it, It's. it's so bare. It's so much more difficult to have people agree on what is bad. Um, like we can all agree within America, across the political spectrum, that like the working class is doing horrible right now. We're we're all not happy. We're not happy with the government. We're not happy where where it's at. But we have different understandings of where that's coming from. And uh, to talk about the solution is to be very very open about what you believe. In a very um, could be not antagonizing, but off putting. Like you could be off putting by revealing exactly what you are. Um, so utopia studying utopia for me is very, very interesting because it, it is very vulnerable and people don't talk about like, what do, you, what do you want? Like, what do you want? What is your ideal scenario in this situation? Um, and to me, there are kind of three options um, with a varying spectrum. Um, in a utopia regarding gender, we either have a patriarchy that clearly some people want we have a matriarchy that red fems do want. And then you have androgyny. And um, that would kind of be, it can either be like, nobody gives a fuck about your gender expression, uh, so you can do whatever you want. Uh, you don't. Really, there's not really much of a force of identity that like really does anything because like, if you do identify as a cis woman, like you get paid equal, da, same thing. And like to a, like the rational Western post- uh, like Enlightenment era mind of there is no more violence that's needed in the world. Um, the, the correct scenario seems to be, and I do agree with this, androgyny. And I wonder what part of that um, is because I feel very non-binary and that like I I think that nobody should give a fuck about gender and nobody should have to adhere to gender rules and that kind of thing. When, when clearly people are attached to their gender and maybe they're I need to complexify my understanding of what a true utopia would be. Um, The problem with going towards androgyny is kind of the same problem that we have um, right now with the Black Lives Matter movement, is that there's white supremacy, and then there are some people who do believe in black supremacy and, and like, enslaving white people for like 400 years. It's a very extreme, very small sector of people. Not everybody, obviously, whatever. Um, but there are those two extremes, and then there is equality, which as a, like, liberal Western post, like, rational thinking, uh, intelligentsia yeah, um, <laughs> sort of person, you you want to be like, no, equality is fine. Like, we just, like, I, I, I understand that, like, for a while, in order to really balance the people, we're going to have to, like, maybe take 50 years to um, give Black people a little bit more money. And just like tell them their hair looks nice and I like their dreads. And like after that time where we've like apologized for being how absolutely horrible we are, then we'll be fine. We'll be good. It's just a little transition period that is very, very difficult. But that's not how it works. That's not how it fucking works.
0: It, like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah. dying over here. I'm paying attention to what you're saying, yeah. but I'm also just watching. <laughs> All right, go on.
1: Um, <laughs> I wish that you all could have seen that. Um, and, uh, like, I the think the, the reality is that, like, we can't go from patriarchy to androgyny without causing the same problem that we do with going from white supremacy to equality. Is that, like, while it is morally correct or whatever, um, it's not correct. That, like, the way that we have to get there is not right like just unambiguously, like as much as it's uh, like it, it wouldn't be morally correct to be like, okay, cool for the next 450 years, white people are going to be enslaved. Um, well, 400 years, white people are going to be enslaved. And then like for the last 50 years, they're just going to be like just tortured. Um, and, uh, then, uh, like if you're a dude, let's go by the biblical calendar just to be nice and say that the earth is 6,000 years old. Um, So, for 6,000 years, (laughs) if you're a dude, regardless of race, you're just gonna have to like um, free labor, which is slavery, but we don't call it that. But it's free labor. Um, Just take care of the kids for free and don't have any ambitions. And you can only be a secretary or a nurse um, for the last like 100 years. Um, (laughs) Also, a
2: shit ton of Mm -hmm. emotional labor. Anyway,
1: so like you can't do that. So, we're at a really horrible impasse where like what we want that is technically morally correct, which is equality, the path to get there is morally wrong. What do you do? Like, what what the fuck do you do? And like, it's, I, to me, these, uh, like, as much as I want to shit on these like concepts of like, hating bisexual women for dating men when they could just date a woman because the personal is political um, and like female utopia, like Amazon, everything was good with the Amazonian women. I like, it's still <laughs> wrong, but how do you deal with that? Like how, how we're at a horrible, horrible impasse as a society that there really is no solution to because we fucked up so bad.
0: And I also, like, the thing is that, like, when you were talking about this, like, what came to mind was sort of, like, whenever, like, a woman would say, like, like, men are trash, kind of that sentiment. And, like, I... I've had a lot of people be mad at me that I don't like that phrase because like, to a certain degree, like I totally get it. Like this is like, when women say men are trash, they're coming from a place of like frustration and trauma and being victims of like misogyny. And like, that is very valid. And I, I, I completely agree with that. Like, I, I get that. But like, I also don't like this idea of this blanket statement of like, well, all men are inherently bad. (laughs) because then like what does that make me you know and so like how what do you do with people who like are very valid and their frustration and in their anger and who like want essentially just like revenge like how do you you know because like you can't fault them for that but also like making white people be slaves is also bad you know what i mean like so like blanket statement, all men are just inherently bad, is also not ideal. Like, how do you ask a victim to just be chill? Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it, we truly have like a need for a men's right activist movement. I, I'm Kind of. Um, like, I, I don't mean that in like the fedora tipping m'lady sort of situation. Um, I, I mean that <laughs> totally, in, like, the, like we we need to have spaces for men. We we need to have, like, we we, we need to talk about masculinity and and move on from the and, and, like, as like I don't know what I am, but we'll just say I'm a man for now. So like, as somebody who has a, an enormous amount of masculine qualities and who has become much more comfortable in masculinity and has had to analyze like. Am I non-binary or am I a trans woman or am I whatever the hell I am because I'm avoiding masculinity like I, as much as I think JK Rowling was barking up the wrong tree when she was like saying that like trans women or, or trans men are the ones that are like escaping femininity When it's really like trans feminine People like that are that there's that escape from masculinity And I, I'm surprised that turfs don't use that point more Please don't use this as fuel. And like, don't come after trans women. You already are, have plenty, uh, a little bit of breath. <laughs>
2: Let's give them a couple of oh, extra God. points. Um,
1: anyways, <laughs> um, but I, like, it's a very genuine fear. Like I, like I, I am so. I do not want to be naive enough to escape masculinity. Just because I don't want to be associated with horrible men because I'm already a part of that system like I'm, I already benefit from it I already have said super misogynistic things and I do misogynistic things because I have a lot of internalized misogyny Like I, I don't want to divorce myself from that and I don't want to be like, oh, yeah some men are trash men are horrible, but I'm a nice gay and like that, that's not true like that's I, I don't want to a, encourage that thought because it's not really dealing with the actual problem and b distance myself from that thought because then it just makes me seem like, oh, but I'm one of the good gays. So like, that, that's also not true. <laughs> like anybody who tells you that there's not an ounce of racism within them is lying because we all have internalized racism. Everybody who tells you that they have not a transphobic or homophobic bone in their body is fucking lying because those of us who are kind of gay or kind of trans all have internalized Homophobia and transphobia that we deal with every single goddamn day and actively work against and we're the poster children like I Yeah, I don't know. I I I think we need to do better about how we deal with masculinity
0: Because somebody else will And they'll become incels I think like uh, Go ahead.
2: No, uh, so it just it, it it keeps going back to this whole thing of just like not not wanting to view things complexly because complex uh, complex ideas are just uh, like you have to actually think about them, <laughs> and, and it's just easier to be like. Yeah, oh, I, I oh, want gosh. to avoid this thing. Like, I, I don't want this thing in my life. Yeah, like, it's just, it's easier to do that because, like, that way you don't have to think about it. That way you don't have to be like, yeah, but my Uncle Larry isn't. Like, <laughs> like I, I still respect my Uncle Larry. Not? <laughs> like, like, it's... There's no problems with American <laughs> Respect but, Yeah. Uh, it, uh, so there's this beautiful quote, um, I'm trying to remember who it's from. It's from like an 18th century black female anarchist, um, who, her, her quote was essentially saying that, um, the thing that makes anarchists different from most other political groups is that an anarchist must always be learning. An anarchist must always be um, looking at new information, old information, anything, and reevaluating what that means and, and assigning meaning and assigning significance to, every, to all of that information so it's so the thing is that like you can't be lazy if you're an anarchist you have to constantly be doubting yourself and constantly be looking for other opinions and other thoughts and um I and that's the issue with like greater society right now that like A lot of people don't think that they have the time, energy, whatever, to do that work. Because it is work. It is, it's a lot of fucking work. And I don't think she, she was avoiding that. She is just pointing out the fact that, like, if you want to make things better, you always have to be learning.
0: I, uh this idea that you have to be doubting yourself to learn that's really fascinating I-, I feel like that is a problem that happens with like i think in these like aggressive uh sort of trans circles and twitter like i see a lot of fights over or not just trans but like quitter or, like Twitter, queer <laughs> queer twitter there's a lot of fights queer. <laughs> on twitter <laughs> about um like semantics like like for example like there i've seen um like a lot of tweets about people being like if you are a bisexual woman a you are not allowed to call yourself like a dyke oh yeah but a dyke like specifically because mm-hmm. like that is a slur that is used against lesbians and then it's like the semantics of like well if you're bisexual you're not really a lesbian and blah 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 but then it's like like, I feel like these people aren't taking the time to sort of like learn and sort of doubt themselves and sort of think about the fact that, like, in everyday life and like in the real world, like, when somebody sees two women holding hands and they call them, you know, a slur, they're not going to think, they're not going to go, Excuse me, ma'am, are, are you a lesbian or a bisexual? Yeah. I need to make sure I got my slur. I mean, right. You know be a what gay I mean? Man. Like,
1: a faggot can like a faggot can be a gay man. A faggot can be a trans woman. A faggot can be a trans man. Like that. Like a, f- a faggot can be a lesbian. Th- and yeah. a bunch of Um And a fag is also a cigarette. But it's there's yeah. I, I don't think people yeah stop you and be like excuse me what are your pronouns and then like like they do on Twitter and it's like what are your pronouns and then just like bash them <laughs> and.
0: And I think think, like some of that is maybe like some of these people sort of arguing that like bisexual women can't reclaim that slur is maybe coming from a a place of like, maybe they personally don't know those many queer people. Maybe like they're younger or maybe like, you know what I mean? Like they are new to this community and like, there's just a lot of learning and it's a lot of like, doubting yourself and i think some of that comes with like maturing like like growing up you sort of learn you sort of learn to go you know what i don't know what i'm talking about like
1: like, you know did you grow up when people were super fucking homophobic to you because the homophobia has changed so like that's true people call people different things for a long time and different things trigger different people um like it's it depends. Like, were you like were people homophobic against you? In, like the Nazis? Were, were they in the nineties, the eighties, the seventies, the sixties, twenty ten?
2: Some of that classic homophobia.
1: homophobia. Like, what, what 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 brand is yours?
2: <laughs> I can't handle I this, this new shit. shit. I won't to
1: directly come and fight to my fucking <laughs> face. Anyway, um, yeah. I think the last thing that we need to talk about is uh, Jessica Yaniv. <laughs> um, do you, I've, I've talked about Jessica Yaniv before. Um, Blair White specifically has kind of taken her on as like the trans, the trans community is like doing people a disservice by not talking about Jessica Yaniv. And like, she is a very, very, very predatorial non-passing trans woman. We're, like uh, Jessica Yaniv, not Jessica Yaniv, um, uh, Blair White calls her by alien pronouns. I'm not here to discuss whether or not she is actually trans. Um, but Jessica Yaniv has kind of become this poster child among turfs for that person of just like, yeah, we're right. We're right. These people force their children to be trans. These people are predatorial towards children. These people leave creepy comments on 15-year-old and 14-year-old girls' um, like Twitter's about like DMing from nudes and saying really explicit shits and sending, uh, saying very explicit shit Sending pictures of themselves masturbating, like these predators do exist. These predators are allowed in our bathrooms. These predators are kind of things. Um, she says, uh, speaking as a biological woman, a lot of uh, people in positions of power really need to grow a pair, which doubtless is literally possible, according to the count of people who argue that clownfish prove humans aren't a dimorphic species. I like the kind of person that she's fighting against this like mythological trans person a doesn't exist but also does kind of exist like that they the great majority of trans people trans women don't believe they can menstruate <laughs> like don't believe that they uh, can like develop a uterus and all the men all of a sudden they're like i just fucking bleeding everywhere and like it, like but at the same time there are those people Like Jessica Yaniv believes she can menstruate, which she should get checked out. Um, Jessica Yaniv went to a gynecologist and sued the gynecologist for not letting her in because she doesn't have a uterus. Like the, the, and it became this huge news because it's like the TERFs were like, oh, we're right, we're right, we're we're right to fear this thing. And the thing is, in a very, like you, you always have those like, Videos of like a trans woman like bullying GameStop employees and um telling them she's gonna beat their ass outside. It's like Blair, you have little Blair White looking beautiful and tiny and just being like, Well, that doesn't sound very feminine to me. And like the, the, the thing is, like these things do exist, however, these things are so minoritarian like, so minoritarian, like, that there are. Like, if we want to talk about statistics and how important they are, like, let's talk about the amount of damage that you do uh, to non-passing trans women who are trans women, who can't, can't afford it, will never look the part, are too old, don't want to. Like, what is the percentage of trans women who don't pass that are getting hurt by this turf ideology and by this stupid fucking 944 page book about a man who pretends to be a woman killing people and how this like teenage girl is like right at the right age of having to deal with rapid onset gender dysphoria and how she deals with that fucking shit. Like, how much are you actually achieving what you're doing? Like, what percentage of people are actual creepy Jessica Yanivs that are predators um, and would do that and would rape women in bathrooms uh like and nobody can do anything about it because they like are technically under the law protected to be in a female space um or sue doctors like gynecologists for not seeing them because they are convinced that they can menstruate um as opposed to the like I don't have the statistics, but I've got a feeling that you are hurting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more people than you are helping. <laughs> like, I, to me, that's the thing that I keep coming back to. Ha-
2: having to do with uh, the book, like, just a quick little thing, um, it goes back to the beginning of our conversation that if, you know, a murderer wants to kill people, there are easier ways to do it than than dressing like a woman and like doing all of these things. <laughs> like, like it, it, you know, you got you got some uh, some role models out there if you want to look, look for about them. Talk ways to uh, like from from, from you the look for ways to women. Be be a man who kills. Yeah, be a man who kills women. You you got long be a construction worker and and get into people's houses and know how their houses
1: work and then know how to break into them and kidnap people and kill them like
2: be be an ex cop be an ex cop who knows all of the shit and who knows how to get out of it (laughs) like like. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that point out about the book because it's a little bar-fetched. it's a little too far-fetched. Yeah. It's, the I, it's too. already been done, too. Like, Buffalo <laughs> Bill, we have one. Got, right about I one. know!
0: I yeah. was the original J.K. So, Rowling. I, mean, I swear to God. If you do,
1: you must come up with a line that is more ironic, iconic than, would you fuck me? Because i fuck me. Like, <laughs> do that and your whole <laughs> turfiness is out. Like, if you the same
0: line, but instead of fuck me, it's going to be, like... like boing me or it's something like,
2: like that it's something uh-huh. very ridiculous Would you point <laughs> me it's like that I obligatory point. line in every single like
1: <laughs> subsequent spider-man movie after the sam raimi movie where it's just like um like how it's the one about duty what what, what is it like um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. irresponsible how does that line go?
0: Great power, from oh, great it, it's like the really
1: iconic line of just like um, shit. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it is, is that line. Everybody <laughs> else is probably gonna know that but me. Um, and uh, yeah, like the the first fight. are talking about where Spider-Man, where right? Tells,
0: yeah, with great yeah, power comes uh, great, uh, great responsibility. I'm so sorry. I'm not an. I am an deeply fan. disappointed in uh, you.
1: And uh, go on. Like antonio's, yeah. just antonio's a actually fake cool nerd. on the inside yeah Fucking sellout. sell oh, for sure Absolutely <laughs> sellout. um that's why i'm writing music based on non-rhyming poetry um, <laughs> yeah that's, that's what, what we call
2: sell out
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, but like every single spider-man movie has to have that same line in a different iteration and it's just so awkward whenever, like, you know, like, you know exactly what moment in the movie it's coming up and you're like, ah, stop, don't say it. And then they say, and "Like, oh, it's not as good.
0: The thing that really gets me about J.K. Rowling and, like, her book and, like, this blog and, like, all this nonsense is that, like, overall, like, I, I would say that American culture is not, you know, is supportive of trans people. But, like, they don't, it's not like, I think a lot of people just are uninformed. Like, they don't, they haven't cultivated the raging fear and a raging hatred. They just, like, don't know and so they don't like the thing they don't understand. But, like, if they were given, like, education, if they, you know, were to talk to a trans person, you know, like, I think a lot of people would easily go, oh, okay. But then, like, she has such a platform, and she has this book that, like, suddenly, these people would just, like, land in this world of hate, and now they learn about Jessica Denise. Denise. Like, most people don't days. know that name. The only people who know that name, the only people who know that name are turfs, and then people are like us who are responding to turfs. Like, she is a very, small yeah, yeah. celebrity i guess like in a weird way
1: well since this is a bio woman only space uh judith butler has entered the chat um i, I think this um <laughs> we can probably end with this honestly uh but she has a quote which i honestly assume that judith butler was a terrifying
0: i thought she died like <laughs>
1: It's okay. Oh my god. Sorry guys.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. I'm sorry. Fucking
2: read some
1: theory. That's a thing that you can do with your free time. Anyway, um love you. We stand
2: Good for you, nerd. (laughs) I like I like to ask for her movie recommendations. She recently said uh that Midsummer was uh Wait, are you serious? I can't (laughs) tell. Oh my god! No, I'm sorry, I'm it seems on friends.
0: <laughs> if they were friends with yeah, Judith yeah. Butler, I feel I mean, like they'd a- be talking about <laughs> it <is> all. <laughs> Talk to queer theory people.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's if I <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I actually. If I actually like emailed Judith Butler, you would know. I, I, I would that there would are be the
1: only thing SG I mystery talk things about. <laughs> that SG just does SG things and then like comes out with them, and you're like, oh wow, that seems like it took you a very long time. When did you do this?
2: Oh, I have a number of those going on. I can't wait for you guys to find excited. Those out. In a couple anyway, Judith <laughs> Butler quote: um, hey.
1: I want to first question whether trans-exclusionary feminists are really the same as mainstream feminists. If you are right to identify with one or uh, one with the other, then a feminist position opposing transphobia is a marginal position. I think this may be wrong. My wager is that most feminists support trans rights and oppose all forms of transphobia. um, So I find it worrisome that suddenly the trans exclusionary radical feminist position is understood as commonly accepted or even mainstream. I think it's actually a fringe movement that is seeking to speak in the name of the mainstream and that our responsibility is to refuse to let that happen. I've done a bad job by um, putting turf ideology out there. So automatically, sorry, Judith.
2: Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I I think that uh to be honest, I do think Judith Butler has done some questionable things in the past. So like, I don't think I would reach out to be her friend. <laughs> but, uh, but like, once again, like everyone to be human is to be fallible. So but that quote is really good, because it's true. <laughs> because it's like, it's, it's I kind of, the same thing as within cells where like the, a small group wants to make them seem like the, the major group. Um, uh, a, a really interesting thing that I, that I was learning about in my social justice uh, for young adults class um, is that uh, we should stop saying minorities when describing black people Asian people, Asian Americans, uh, Latinx people, and we should start using the actual term uh, "global majority" because we are the global majority uh, of people. So, so to to allow uh, them to allow people to use those like terms to minimize us is is allowing for that same ideology to continue while if we were to start using the term global majority it would it w- would lead people to think about the fact that yeah like in reality outside of america and so on like there there there's a lot of people that don't look white
0: <laughs> so I think, like, that's something that I thought of the other day while I was um, in the subway. Um, That, like, it suddenly struck me that here in Spain, like, I look like everyone else. And that, I can't remember the last time, like, I could just walk in the space and I, you know, I look like everyone else. Like, I could just walk freely. And, you know, because, like, I'm so used to my identity being a minority, Like, I, I so closely relate being Hispanic to being a minority that it never occurred to me to separate those two. That, like, once I leave and everybody else looks like me, like, oh, I can just be Boom. Hispanic? So yeah, right.
1: <laughs> I recommend <laughs> being it's it's a because then you're always a minority no matter where the fuck you go.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm
1: so... Mm privileged honestly <laughs>
2: yeah i i don't think you've had cops apologize to you for 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 thinking <laughs> because like uh, one of the weirdest cop encounters i've ever had was walking in the middle of Kirksville uh, at night a cop slowing down as they ride past me and then coming back around and being like I'm sorry I slowed down to check you out you just like I, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> it's like okay you don't have to prove to me that you're not racist because the fact that you slowed down did prove to me that you were racist so oh my God. yeah so don't don't go around apologizing <laughs> it's my thing just being the bastard you are uh, <laughs> yeah anyway um,
1: so I think that should just about deal with the entirety of the there There are some things we didn't talk about but also this thing is long as fuck so if you want to read it read it it's whatever
2: In the, I, like I, Antonia like we've talked about this that the, the thing is she's a fucking great writer so like she she knows how to use words and knows how to form her ideas so like that is part of the problem is that like it it becomes rational in the in the sense of like if if you know how to twist things around but um there there are blatant things within the writing that just point out the issues, uh, especially like the clever young trans men and stuff. Like the, those words that are very, I, I, it's just like, the, it, it, yeah, it just, it always goes back to, to, I found out the the name of the anarchist I was talking about is Lucy Parsons. It, it, It goes back to that where, like, you always have to be on the lookout. Like, it's part of a continuous education that is necessary if you want to be in a revolution, if you want to cause change within society. So
0: but the thing is that like she's not the only good writer and she's not no. the only children's writer who writes about yeah. a magical boy like you know what i mean like <laughs> if you want to basically read harry potter but not harry potter there's tons of other books like that
2: oh yeah uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think the last thing that i like want to say is um the whole point of this video is to do what kpop stan Twitter did with the MAGA hashtag of just flooding it with other, like the when you look up turf to at least be able to find something else um, and something that's not hostile to you for having these questions. I, I will amend the statement that I first said in that, like most people are turfs. I think most people just don't know. And so they are in the danger of being called a turf immediately and being terrified of that and kind of, there is a very real possibility of creating a bunch of mini J.K. Rowlings where they have questions, genuine questions that they phrase very wrongly and um, then they get shot the fuck down and they're just traumatized forever and um, they find the people who um, actually are nice to them.
2: So, so one, one thing I do want to like people who got to this point of the podcast, there's a really good video by, uh, the YouTuber who I only know the YouTube like channel named Jamie Dodger that, uh, yes! like, that has like a, a 40 minute, like description, like a 40 minute talk about the essay as well as like straight up actual statistics, um, of, of like different trans studies that, that go against her different points. It's, it's worth watching all 40 minutes because it's so it's well-researched and well-explained not saying that what we did here wasn't well done, (laughs) just... Just it's a, it's a different stuff was a little thing bit more to, to search out.
0: So he, he also <laughs> has another video that I watched right before I like we got here. Um, but like he also had a video, sort of because, like, in the beginning of this, this JK Rowling Turf Wars article that she wrote thing, uh, she mentions the Amaya Force. Dater's daughter? I don't know how to pronounce
2: the name. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and so Jamie has like a video sort of like talking about it and like the facts of what happened because like if, like J.K. Rowling like really twisted the fact. Yeah. My four star, thank you. Mm-hmm. So like I think that's also good because that that relates to like that tweet like sort of started this thing, so. <laughs>
2: I, I, I especially love in the essay accidentally liked <laughs> like, the, the fact of like oops <laughs>
0: <It's>, <laughs> and also the other woman that she mentioned the Magdalene Burns I don't know if you guys researched her no. but like she is well she was she died a couple of years ago from uh, her, her brain tumor uh but like she was very like very 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 transphobic like you can find all of her videos and like a lot of them are dedicated to her just like bashing on youtuber uh riley j dennis who is a non-binary trans woman um and it's just like her just like completely misgendering Riley the entire time and just like being the absolute worst. And it's like JK, if you're calling her a brave individual or whatever, like I forget exactly how JK described her. It's mm-hmm. like, bud, like I, she's mm, no nope.
1: <laughs> other further reading slash watching. Uh, like I, I pulled a lot of this from ContraPoints, uh, gender critical video. Um, she's hilarious. She's extremely well-informed. She also has another feature-length film uh, <laughs> called uh, Canceling, um, where she deals with, talks about her own cancellation, that if you ever yeah. have an hour and a half to just uh, blow, um, very good, very detailed analysis. I, like I, I, There are things that she said that I don't agree with, but I really admire the way that she handled and analyzed her own uh, cancellation and how she deals with turf ideology head front. Um, Lindsay Ellis also has a video Hopefully we uh,
2: are so graceful I, I will
1: never be, I will probably tweet myself into a big hole
2: um, I, <laughs> It's like you and I you tweeted about this where like if we hit 40 and we haven't been canceled Yeah. <laughs> can't um, <leave. laughs> Yeah. It's the new
1: getting uh, married. Beard 2.0. <laughs> uh, uh, Lindsay Ellis has two videos on um, the, the, the death of the author. Um, the second one was kind of an improvised video when this first came out about um, just the idea of people using death of the author as a way to justify still like consuming Harry Potter um, while J.K. Rowling is alive and well and spreading hateful shit. Um I would definitely I the first part's good, the second part is particularly relevant to
2: what we're saying, and I pulled a good deal from that as well. Also, real quick, um there is problematic shit with the way Lindsay talks about <laughs> grieving. Um <laughs> please please do not call out my faves like that. <laughs> oh uh, is, please don't talk about Green Day and a negative light. I, 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 mean, I need something Hallmark to keep her
0: <laughs> If we're going to be... If we're going to yes. be recommending stuff, I feel like as, as the, you know, the boy here, I feel like uh, there's not enough, I think, like, critical analysis of, like, uh, men and, like, toxic masculinity and feminist issues. And I... Super enjoy the, the, the YouTube channel called Culture Detective. It's this dude who just, like, talks about, like, all kinds of things, like, um, like, rape culture and, like, uh, toxic masculinity. And, like, it's all framed about, like, men, but, like, obviously from a feminist perspective. And I just, like, really enjoy men sort of talking about toxic masculinity to men. Like, you know, I, I think that's very needed, especially also the media. He doesn't upload very often, like one in a it takes blue so moon. Like, very- you
1: never get a video. Yeah. <laughs> no. So yeah. Ow! I just set on my ball. Anyway, sorry. Very bio woman moment for me. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that should be about it. Is there any uh, last remarks you guys want to make? No. Cool. Excellent. Um, once again, I have commandeered the conversation, and I apologize. Not at all. yeah it's
0: okay it's okay i still
2: love you yeah i am fine with it i i came into this conversation sleepy and i'm coming out of it still sleepy um we didn't address this at the beginning
1: but this is a skype well not a skype a zoom call so the audio is shitty and i do apologize but hopefully, I, I, this, was, this was honestly really, really fun for me. And um, it was nice to see you guys and catch up. And we can catch up a little bit more if you guys want to whenever we're done recording. Um, but uh, it was just genuine. It, like, I would recommend doing podcasts just to get to talk with your friends at length about deep things that you've been thinking about.
0: Um, <laughs> if, I know that I know that this is the They, Them podcast, so I don't really, like, count. Uh, But (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoy being on here, the the special edition of (laughs) the They, Them and He, Him podcast.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's, it's, Antonio and I talked about this years ago, but I think we're going to franchise at some point, so we got to spread it out. We, <laughs> we can't so just, it's just gonna be they, be, them forever.
0: It's just the they, them, and he, him, and, <laughs> and she, her, she, her, and they
2: and We got a franchise incorporated. that's <laughs> And it's just everybody. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, no, we release episodes every six months. Uh, this, yeah, we need more people. Yes. Them
0: cinematic universe.
1: Oh, they them these the <laughs> merchandise is still our best idea that we've ever had. Uh
2: that's all I that's all I ever want is the they them these t-shirts to come out because like it's such we a good idea.
1: <laughs> um unfortunately that takes time and money.
0: is that a band? they them they is so. a band. They,
1: they them these was supposed to be our hypothetical merch store. Um <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry. show yeah, them, please. Probably should have explained that. Yeah,
2: yeah, Antonio came up with that like maybe three, four years so ago. A while ago. Like, it was when we were living living together. Still, yeah, like actually, and
1: physically. <laughs> um, okay. So I think we should be good. Um. This was really really fun. Um. Hope to yeah. see you guys next time whenever we decide to upload. Um. And this is gonna take me a while to edit.
2: <laughs> Bye. Whoop, whoop. Bye. Are, are you gonna stop recording? <laughs>